hey baby boy how's malaysia i can't see you i, I don't know how well you are you doing okay are you okay are they treating you well are you trying to like cover a black eye are you like do, do you need to like send like a like a flare up like is everything is everything joey fine? doing okay joey where the fuck have you been what no hold on wait a second i'm talking about you i'm talking about you and you're yeah, just like and i'm you're, talking about you you're, that, that is a strategy traveled called deflection 20... I traveled 24 hours to be here in Malaysia. I'm here in a different time zone, but I am not the reason that we have not done this podcast in a while. It's... So what have you been up to? Um, um, yeah, I don't have a good excuse. I, <laughs> Austin, Austin, um, <clears throat> uh-huh. I turned 30 years old. And yeah, you you having your thirty year old crisis? Is that what's going on? No, I don't. I, I don't, I don't want to blame. I don't want to blame that. But let's just say my hair is a little bit disheveled. I'm a little bit existential, and I'm definitely three decades now. When I I filled out a form today, and the birth year, I had to start scrolling because mine was too far down. And I and I, <sighs> um, I've been a busy boy. There's been some birthday stuff. There's been some work stuff. There's been some. I don't know what else has happened in last week's stuff, but like, you know, I, I, I'm remembering most of it. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm losing my memory. Is that a symptom of old age? I don't really know. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It is a symptom of old age. Also, happy birthday. Also, I'm sad I'm going to be missing your birthday party. Yeah, it's okay. There's going to be a lot of people there who are not you. Um, honestly... You're probably saving yourself because you would have had to drive like an hour and that would have been a real pain in the ass. You would have had to like Ugh. mingle with people you didn't know. And you'd be like, wow, Ew. Joey's friends, pretty fucking weird. So I, I I think, I think, and I don't want to be too tinfoily hatty about this, but I'm having a party on Saturday, everybody. Um, Austin was invited. We were going to play laser tag because I used to work at a laser tag place and I got the venue for free. And then he's oh, like, that's oh, that's why you chose laser tag. Oh, okay. you had multiple reasons to really relive your youth um i tried to i tried to look for a party venue in los angeles to like host like a hundred people it's very expensive it's cost prohibitively expensive so i I went with the cheap route which means that people aren't going to come because the party is far away anywho uh my conspiracy theory is that you took the job in malaysia so you had an excuse to not come to the party what say you Yeah, or maybe it was literally the only job available to me. That could, that could be a reason. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with um, working here. It's like uh, if you're not in with PGL, I think this is probably the um, like the second best option, basically. I had, to, I had to take a pay cut to do it, but it was like pretty minor. The work environment is very nice. Uh, like... I like everybody that I've interacted with, and covering Southeast Asia is hype. If I was working with uh, PGL, I'd probably be covering NA, which is not hype. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like I've been seeing potentially the most positive feedback about not your broadcast specifically, but about about the English coverage of the SEA region. So that's pretty cool for ePulse, right? And just like the community, because people are paying attention to it, probably because like it's going well, the time zone's good, they like the talent, um, the, the teams are exciting, the region's exciting. There's a lot of things that feel like they're going right for C Dota right now, including you being there. Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, it's the second best broadcast, right? Uh, because PGL has three of the broadcasts. 
mm-hmm. uh, and Eastern Europe had some sponsor problems. Uh, and I'm uh, generally I'm just speaking about English broadcasts, just so everybody's clear. Obviously, Eastern mm-hmm. Europe uh, probably has a very very good uh, Russian broadcast, and South America has a good South American broadcast, I'm sure. Um, but when it comes to the English broadcasts, it's PGL doing three different regions, and then Southeast Asia, uh, and then the other two are remote. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's the second best, and it's uh, not PGL, which um, you know people, the community really likes hating on PGL, uh, even for a recent admin incident involving Tundra's Skeeter and a, a bottle. You know what, dude, I fucked up. I could have opened the show making a joke about pee-pee and, 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 but you know, it did only take us, what's that, five minutes to get here, but (laughs) I can't think of anything more important or exciting to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, we can actually, this podcast can just be the piss and shit podcast. That's those it. Are, That's those the are title. two of the primary topics, I would say. That's the title. This is everybody. Welcome to the Piss and Shit Show. Jenkins, unfortunately, is not here, but you can find him. I'm not here, um, <laughs> dude. Uh, I could not believe it when I saw that tweet. I was, <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker really, really took a photo of his piss in a bottle and was like, "That's going on Twitter." Um, kudos. That's that's fun. I think that's fun. I think it's mostly harmless. I think well, it's, I don't think it was intended as fun. I think it was intended as a complaint against the tournament organizer. Okay. I believe that if you're going to complain about something like a like a TO or anybody, you should probably have the high ground in the argument. And my problem yeah. with this, which I think like most of the community agrees with and also definitely PGL agrees with is like um there's no pee breaks during matches. Full stop. <laughs> you, you can't you can't do it. Also, and I mean, I don't want to get to this level of intricacy about said urine, but um it didn't look like that much pee. You couldn't have held that. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't blame him for needing to pee during the match. I mean, nerves mm. and everybody's body functions differently. I don't blame him for that. Uh, you know, like, you had to go, you had to go. Uh, I just don't really think it's... I mean, you know, obviously my bar is very low when it comes to this sort of thing, giving prior experiences, but I really don't think peeing in a bottle is that big of a deal. It's uh, it's, it's, it's pretty whatever in the grand scheme of things, you know? It's probably like, weirder you know, for like his homies, admits, right? <laughs> like everybody like, who's sitting around him in the room and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, everybody, just, just real eyes on the monitor, everybody. Come on, come on, look straight ahead. Yeah. Uh, just to quickly recap, uh, we are talking about the fact that uh, Tundra's Skeeter had to, they paused the match during an official match, uh, paused, paused it uh, during an official match because he needed to go to the bathroom, but the rules state, and these are not PGL rules, these are Valve rules, um, that you need to have a webcam, webcam on at all times, and it has to be on you, uh, and you can't leave the room because it's, it's an integrity thing. Like, the Mm -hmm. webcam thing isn't... I mean, it helps with production, obviously, but um, even for matches that are not using webcams as part of the production, you're required to have webcams on because it's an anti-cheating integrity thing. Mm 
Correct. Um, so this isn't even like a PGL thing. This is like a valve rule for the DPC. Um, now, does that stop all cheating? No, of course not. But it's like e easily the simplest thing you can do to help prevent cheating, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, Joey may not believe is ever going to uh, stain our fair <laughs> Dota 2 uh, esports field. I stand by the. I, I stand by it. I stand it. by it. It's fine. I mean, what? Have you read oh, the yeah, news about China? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That is, is you know, all good arguments have counterpoints, and maybe Knights is, is one. Um, mm -hmm. I cannot believe that. I, I want to see the communication between PGL and Tundra, where PGL's like, hey, guys, you got to get Skeeter to apologize for that tweet. you got to get some clarity there. Because you know that email was sent because of the tweet that starts with, so PGL wanted me to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, holy shit. Um yeah, I guess as far as punishments go, that's not a bad one, and it's pretty funny. Uh, I wonder how much this will follow Skeeter in in the eyes. I think that I think that he's going to get pee bottle jokes for um, I don't know. I'm going to conservatively say the rest of his career. Yeah, which I mean, it would have been a uh, it just would have been a funny piece of like content slash tweet if if he had just like you know haha. Man, I had really had to pee during the match, and the rules don't let me leave, so I peed in a bottle, you know, like, and he just posted that. Like, that would have been, you know, it would have been funny and stuff, but, uh, of course, he was trying to complain and say that it was unfair, basically, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, I, I don't, I understand where he's coming from. It does feel a bit inhumane, but there is no way around it. It's the, it's the only, like, that is the rules, and, uh and I think they're relatively like good rules. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think the you should be allowed a bathroom break in the middle of a match. Uh, mm -hmm. that... Yeah, man. If I was Skeeter, I would be like, uh, just just tweeting the funny photo, or or maybe some suggestion of like maybe we want to reconsider the rules. Uh, but just the fact that it felt inflammatory towards PGL is probably what put him in hot water with multiple parties. Uh, I guess Tundra might not do a lot of media training. Maybe they spent their TI winnings on something else. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, PGL's uh, willing to uh, tank bad um, like hits from the community um, for Valve, right? If it's yeah. like the because they have a close working relationship, so it's like when the TI stuff and stuff like they're never going to be like they're never going to step in and be like no that's a valve thing mm -hmm. or something like that to preserve their own reputation pgl is actually very good at being able to take hits for valve in that regard um so that they, they'll never do that but they do take uh they do take these sort of things uh, uh seriously i think um so it doesn't surprise me that they they had a call with tundra or, or, or something or a, or a yeah, very strictly worded email that was like hey these are in the rules motherfucker you better apologize <laughs> you better apologize <laughs> these aren't our rules these are valve rules motherfucker you want to get shit with valve hmm? go 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 back and apologize to the the masses out there to the mob standing outside i mean most people did agree that it was like it's it's fine some people saw it as just being uh being inhumane uh but you know like, what else are you supposed to do? We need to have webcams on uh, for these sort of things, not just for production, but um, but for integrity. 
Um, even the productions that like Div2, where you don't actually use the webcams, you're still required as players to have them on um, mm -hmm. and an admin is watching. So these are straight up Valve rules, not PGL rules um, that have been passed down. So, uh, and you know, that's something that didn't used to happen all the time, uh, but that doesn't make it right. All these tournaments in the past and stuff, like they would just actively refuse to use webcams. Uh, I remember Omega League, which was not that far away ago. Um, I, there was a big team like Secret or Enigma. We constantly made jokes about it during the broadcast because um, they would just refuse to have their webcams on. Was, wasn't that uh, like early was, like, COVID? An important part of the, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was part of early COVID. Yeah, um, that's why Omega League happened. It was a replacement almost to like TI uh, at, at that point in time. It was kind of in that same time area. So, yeah, there was like a team that just flat out refused to have webcams on. They just would would never do it. Uh, and, you know, now they actually have to have them on. But just because there was a precedent set of, like, you could do whatever the fuck you want and, like, pause for, for whatever fucking reason and just say that, you know, like, oh, keyboard issue, and then somebody's, you know, I got to take a smoke break, and they fucking go outside. I'm not saying that actually happened. I'm being facetious. But, uh, you know, the it used to be the Wild West where you could just pause and kind of do whatever the fuck you wanted. Um, but... Uh, I think these sort of things are important because uh, it does help crack down on cheating. It is far from bulletproof, but honestly, if you're not doing LAN events for the DPC, then uh, this is really the only option. So, You know what else Secret is uh, refusing to doing, but like, you know, more modern times than, say, two, three years ago? Winning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> winning their games <laughs> they're like hey everybody hey everybody i you know i'm sorry i can't be bothered i, I need a smoke break I can't, I can't win my games maps i'll take one maybe but like i'm not i'm not gonna win uh okay uh, you know joey this is in particular bad taste when you're <laughs> you're a part of liquid who are dominating right now. This is definitely punching down. You guys took Nisha and you're dominating and secret you're literally four and zero and they're zero and four. You are there it doesn't get farther down to the ground of punching <laughs> down, you know? Yeah, I, I actually have to bend over so much punching down that I'm hurting my back. But again, wow, they got second place at TI. Like, whatever, who cares? Like, oh, cool, they are, they're going to go to Division 2. Wow, rad. I, we, we didn't get to uh, have a conversation about a week ago when we normally do the show. Uh, thinking about like oh how's dpc gonna go you know predictions are kind of like whack and weird and shitty and like not always great but sometimes we do it and i'm willing to bet that if we would have been here a week ago talking about hey so like what teams do you think are gonna maybe do well in eastern and western europe or who do you think is gonna get relegated and all that stuff i would be willing to bet that we would not have landed on secret enigma going a combined zero and seven so far I bet that was. I, I bet that would not have been the prediction. No, definitely not. Uh, I think, and it would have been an expected that Secret would have been worse. Um, they had a pretty grueling TI as well. Um, they lost probably the best player in the world, and they uh, their replacement is somebody who is. I would say kind of untested in some ways. Um, I don't think Boom 
Boom is definitely not. Uh, I mean, I'm going to throw uh, Samael's name in there, even though he's zero and three right now. But <laughs> like, he he doesn't have that same kind of history of like I am a top tier mid laner and and will stay that way. Um, you know, so it's uh, the, the him transferring to teams was definitely going to be a question mark of whether or not he would have the same mm-hmm. kind of success on Secret as he would some other roster, right? Like some players have success, but they only have success on a specific team. Maybe they even look good and they play good on that team, uh, but something about that team is what enables them. Um, so Boom is not that player who has like a lengthy history of being a part of multiple teams and being successful. So uh, it was always shaky ground, I would say, with him. The counterpoint to that, though, is that people will tell you all the all the relative unknowns that Puppy has plucked out, or people who have played like just a very little bit and then has joined Secret in the last what six seven years and then have become stars, right? So I think that it might be a little too soon to give a verdict on Boom. But also, I'm assuming that if the team continues on this trajectory, goes to Division Two, and then sees what happens there, like it, it uh, he's going to be the person everybody's pointing to first, right? Because he's the, the uh, big change. I mean, I don't know. I still see a lot of people pointing at Crystalis, even though he got second at TI. Mm-hmm. You, you know, uh, somehow, like one player change, but there are still people out there like, ah, Crystalis is definitely getting kicked. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying it's funny that they like are still set on that path of like, ah, Crystalis is the problem because they didn't win against Tundra, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. Or or maybe if he, even if he won, maybe they would have just said he got like carried all the way to winning a TI or something. I, I have no clue. But uh, I, I think it's just funny that there's still some people stuck out there on that. But yeah, I mean, it's the first season. So there there's going to be shaky performances. Uh, Southeast Asia has... Uh, we have our own shaky performances by some teams that you would expect to do well. Uh, Boom and Fnatic are both looking at potential relegation. Um, they, which, neither of them have won a series, right? They're both 0-4? Yeah, yeah. It's it's real rough out there for uh, for the boys. I mean, I you know me, I'm, I was a pretty big Boom fan last year. Mm-hmm. So I expected this new roster to be decent at least, but uh, they have immediately shit the bed. Uh, as has Fnatic, who is, you know, I mean, just hearing the name Fnatic in a Div 2 match doesn't sound right. Uh, similar to Secret, right? Similar like to Secret, Fnatic yeah. have always been a top three team in the region. So uh, if they get knocked down, which seems very likely at this point, I mean, you're 0-4, and four, uh, it's just, it's going to be weird. It's going to feel wrong in some ways. But uh, that's that's what's happening. The new... All the new kids are coming up the block and knocking down these big old dogs, you know, these old organizations who are slow and and old and not keeping up with the times. Is that necessarily true in Southeast Asia, though? Because my understanding is that Blacklist International, a.k.a. uh, 2019 TNC, is doing real (laughs) well. (laughs) Yeah, no, they are. They are. Uh, I, I, I'm not actually serious. I don't think that's actually the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the, the regions are very competitive. And um, I think there is maybe some degree of truth in the uh, players that you think of and think, oh, that guy is good. That person is successful. Um, definitely have fallen off to some of the people who have risen up during the COVID times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, Boom's a pretty good example of, like, 
Is is X Nova washed up? Probably not. A uh, Yopage FBZ. Those guys already showed that they're good last year. Uh, Zephyr and Natsumi, like neither one of those guys, I think would, you would consider washed up individually. Uh, Natsumi is not even that old. He's probably one of the younger players. Uh, in fact, he is probably, if I had to guess, he's 21. So I think 23 Savage is 20, and he's the youngest player in Division One. So he, he is definitely close, probably second or third youngest player uh, in Southeast Asia. So, Is this just what happens when Tim's leaves your team? Uh, maybe. I mean, Tim's is really good. I know. Um, I know he's been scouted before by international teams. So the obviously, the general consensus is is this guy is a tier above everybody else, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps in the region. So that that might yeah, be, tr- be true because if i'm just kind of tabbing through some of these players and like looking at the history of like the long the long standing ones you know raven cuckoo tims come to mind really quickly tims feels like at this point he might be the the person in this whole dpc region who's had the most success yeah yeah i guess so he's um i think uh, ex nova i mean some of the uh, for a player who has stayed in Southeast Asia, then yes. yes, I think that's yeah. I, I think you can also argue that that X Nova and KP have had a lot of success uh, in in, in yeah, different that's ways. What I was uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, what uh, mid one was a part of that super dominant secret. So mm-hmm. That's another one. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, what's going on with Bleed? The, how how are they doing? That's, that's uh, the they're pretty good. I think they are. I did an interview right before this with uh, our observer, who also does some uh, some content on the side. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asked me at the end who my top three were, and my top three are Blacklist, Bleed, and Geek Slate. Uh, Execration uh, is the other surprising team who uh, shot up. I think Blacklist and Bleed, you're probably expecting uh, some success, if not top three. Um, Geek Slate and Execration are probably middling or bottom teams uh, from from what you would expect out of them Uh anyway, uh, just based off of the names um, and their, like, history of success. But they they have both exceeded expectations so far. Uh, But Execration seems to have bigger holes in their game. So I think Geek Slate is going to be the the third best team. Or or maybe even they'll eclipse the other guys, but for now, third best team. I'll be interested to see if, if Fnatic or Boom actually kind of spin back up. Because it, it feels easier for me to attach to that storyline than to be like, oh, is Execration going to be like a solid middle-of-the-pack team? Because uh, unlike China and Western Europe, it's only top three from Southeast Asia that are going to go to, to Lima. So yeah, yeah. Which means every single uh, team, like we're we're talking about this now, but literally, oh, any of these teams could still end up on the chopping block because uh, basically, Boom and Fnatic could end their season going three and four, and nobody has four wins. So it's possible that anybody could could end up tying for bottom. They uh, they haven't played each other yet, so one of them will end up two and four. Best case, if they are both winning. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, that toilet bowl is actually. <laughs> I think uh, Richie was telling me that toilet bowl is like the tomorrow or something like that. 
Oh, so it is. Be fun. Uh, January 20th, tomorrow for you. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Which, uh, who's casting it? It is the final series of the day, so I don't think I'm casting it. I think, mm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm only doing, I think, the middle series. So I'll miss out on that, GG. The, to- the toilet bowl. What, uh, what other regions have you been following? Have you had any free time? Have you looked at North America, South America? Oh, I've had tons of fucking free time here. I have four days off a week. That was it's... a loaded question. <laughs> oh, I have way too much time. I have way too much time. How are you feeling hands. it? How, how are you feeling? Because my understanding is that the internet like isn't super great for you. Yeah, it's not amazing. Um, I might be able to stream today. They, they gave me a monitor, and I'm uh, trying to stream off my laptop, which both with my laptop not being amazing and mm-hmm. the internet not being amazing, it's uh, it, it, it probably isn't the best. If I had like an amazing PC, the internet would probably be fine, um, but, and vice versa. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I have been doing a lot of reading. And uh, I actually am taking boxing classes. So uh, that's that's something I got going. That's Are you doing that by yourself or is there someone joining you there? Uh, private lessons. So, yeah, by myself. That's right. How, how did you find that? Um, well, it was pretty simple. I was I was basically trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do here for four days a week because uh-huh. I don't like I'm not tsunami. I don't like going out and doing things and seeing things like he does. So all this extra. I'm pretty time sure that is he useless. is staying in his room and doing nothing. No, I, he actually has. We've talked about it, but I know he will. I know he will at least uh, do more than what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he'd probably go out more the final week or something like that. Yeah, and I think he maybe talked about staying here longer or something. Uh, I'm not going to dox his vacation plans, but I think he's going to Singapore because when he went to because he didn't get get to Singapore for TI, so he wants to see Singapore. Yeah, so that again, he's somebody who is willing to go out and do things and see things, and Mm -hmm. I am not. So uh, I was trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to do, and I think one thing I wanted out of this was to get back in shape, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've also always been meaning to take some sort of MMA classes. Um, again, because I, I kind of enjoyed it in the military. Um, I took a fair amount in the military. Um, so I was like, ah, I should do that again. And I Googled MMA gym near my hotel and I found one that's a 25 minute walk. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Are they? And, and, And it's cheap. So you know, like getting private lessons in Los Angeles is uh, going to cost me a hundred dollars at least a day. Here. Yeah, yeah, a hundred dollars a session probably. But there, yeah, that has yeah. to be way cheaper. Um, <laughs> that that's fun. I I wonder how many um foreigners they have who are staying for extended periods of time who come and train with them. <laughs> or, or I wonder if you're like a novelty to to the gym is what I'm no, saying. No, the first time I went there, uh, I actually met their uh, Brazilian uh, jujitsu uh teacher and yeah he just like he just gotten there from like a week ago or something like that so uh huh. and then some of the other guys that i've seen training i think it i think it's a is somewhat legitimate mma gym i think they've got like actual fighters who compete and stuff like that so uh yeah the, I've, I've seen a number of guys who are obviously not malaysian so how how long are the workouts uh i just do an hour how gassed were you after the first hour? I was fucking dying. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm so out of shape. 
It's fucking awful. Uh, and I'm I'm somebody who like pushes themselves very hard when mm-hmm. it comes to exercise. So I was definitely I was very close to puking uh, the first time, and uh, the second time that I've been I've only been twice so far. Um, but the the second time I, uh, it was two days ago, and I'm still very sore from it. <laughs> I I like this new version of you. I I, I like 2023 boxing cap. Yeah, I, I figured it would be it'd be kind of cool and fun, and uh, it would fill up my time, and it's it's an experience, and uh, you know more of an experience than just sitting in my hotel room reading all the time, which is the what has been filling up most of my time is just reading nonstop. It sounds like a good. I use haven't of time. read like that in a while. It sounds like a good use of time. I, I you've been reading, but I've also been reading your writing. So you, you've you, you've you've been on both ends of of the uh, literature sphere, it seems. Yeah, you know, I I actually do like writing. Uh, I write a fair amount. I just never publish most of it because mm-hmm. um, I just kind of like write it, and then I realize I don't need it to be out there in the universe, and I just put it away in some some folder in my Google Drive document. But uh, so, yeah. Sorry, um, <laughs> we're, we're gonna talk about the thing you wrote, but. Do do you write like you did that blog post when when you're when you're writing privately or like how much of that was like through the lens of this is like definitely going to be public so I'm going to like put on a voice and add in different jokes because because the the first time that I read the draft of it I think one of my the first thoughts was just like the the rhetoric was really good and I don't think I've seen a lot of stuff that you've written before but it, it was clear that you have that that's not the first time you've put pen to paper like <laughs> it has it has personality I I think um one of the hardest things to do when writing is really get your voice to come across in in the text and i can i can hear and imagine you saying those words which which was uh you know just good (laughs) thank you i think uh yeah i I think i've got a strong sense of what i want to say Mm. when these things sort of pop up uh and they just kind of like sit in my head uh and i almost have them like pre-written out in my head Mm. uh like various like paragraphs and bits, um, which is I, I tried writing a book once um, and I, it's how I imagine authors put together uh, books is that they have pieces that they know they want that like make up the story and then everything else is kind of like filling it, like putting it together, basically constructing all the, the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I kind of already had it like, I mean, this has been city. I've been thinking about the subject for, or like I've been thinking about posting it for probably about a year, uh, and then I just decided, okay, I'll finally write it. So I just wrote it on my uh, airplane <laughs> ride, my my twenty four hour travel time to Malaysia. Uh, we should. I, I just did it during that. Yeah, we, we should back up a moment. I'm assuming that most people know what we're talking about, but for for those in the back who are like, "What the fuck?" Uh, you published a a blog post about um, your medical afflictions and poop. And poop. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> the TLDR is I have two uh, chronic diseases. Uh, one is a very rare liver disease called PSC. Uh, and the other one is a much more common uh, affliction of the colon called ulcerative colitis. Um, and yeah, I just pretty much wrote about my experiences over the last um, 
technically, I think I found out about my liver disease back in 20. It was actually before I moved to California. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like 27, 2018, 2017, somewhere in there. Uh, so I've known about that for a long time. Uh, and yes, one of my more recent experiences, which was the the headline was was uh, having to wear diapers for ESL one Malaysia because my ulcerative colitis was uh, flaring up so badly that I was having incontinence issues. <laughs> I'm it shitting myself. Yourself. Doc. Yes. <laughs> uh, I uh, I I mean I've I've been privy to for a minute about um your your liver issues. The the, the you know I only I am pretty sure I've never told you this, but the the first time that I found out that you were taking medication, like you showed it to me, I didn't feel super comfortable prying because you felt um like the vibe I was getting is that you were a little bit guarded about it. So I spent like. 20 minutes like googling different liver stuff and i learned so much about so many different deli- liver diseases none of which is your very rare one which does not come up unless you search the absolute correct terms <laughs> <laughs> yes you you would not find this liver disease as it's uh it, i think the statistics say one in ten thousand to one in a hundred thousand uh which i can actually back up those statistics joey uh, maybe my, maybe the statistics are a little bit skewed because obviously the audience that reads my stuff is younger, but, uh, I think if I look at my, uh, I'm going to look at it right now, the, uh, the tweet that I have, but if you look at the metrics that that tweet got, um, 200, 200,000 views. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 200,000 views, you put that up to like, maybe like. I don't know, like 300 or 400,000 with like Reddit um, being probably a primary reason why people went and checked out the blog. It didn't link to my tweet or anything. So, uh, and I had, uh, I think four or five people reach out to me with the exact same liver disease. So if it's, you know, somewhere in 400,000 people saw it, And four people reached out, then that means one in a hundred thousand. Pretty good. Yeah, there's probably some other statistics there on like how many people read it and blah 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 blah, and how many people wanted yeah, to say something. Yeah. But yeah, did did you expect that kind of feedback? Because I know that when when we were talking about it, there was a little bit of, and I hope it's okay that I say this. Like, there's a little bit of hemming and hawing about if you wanted to do it, uh, because like you you wrote it and then you were like, well maybe I don't post it. And then, and then you did. And it, it seems like, you know, part of the mantra was not just for, um, you know, putting yourself out there, being more comfortable, being more open, but also because people uh, who share a similar issue could, you know, see <laughs> some, some visibility to it. And uh, so, so what does it feel like to actually get that response of people who are like messaging you publicly or privately being like, Oh, Hey, like, we have the same weird fucked up problem. I shouldn't call it weird and fucked up. Um, we, 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 have, we have, we have the same liver issue. Yeah. The, uh, yes, that I think was the biggest reason. Uh, like I thought about that basically a year ago, which was that like, oh, I should talk about my liver disease. Um, and you know what it actually was it, it, when I, a while back when I was doing the research, Mm-hmm. for my disease uh and i saw one in a hundred thousand uh i at that time was like 
somewhere around like 90,000 followers or something like that. So I was closing in on 100,000. Uh, and I just happened to notice that number and the other number kind of coincided. And I was like, oh, that probably means like one person that follows me probably has my liver disease. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, oh, I should probably post that. Because when I found out it was, it was, uh, it was definitely like, I mean, it's, it's a little overwhelming. It's like, hey, you have a, <laughs> like, like the the uh the phrase no cure is very uh, it's very scary uh and then the other word being liver transplant and being like you know what's the what's the survival rate on a liver transplant <laughs> yeah you know, like that's the first kind of things that go through your mind so uh that sort of thing is kind of scary so i uh, i figured like i would appreciate it if somebody if like i had known somebody who would have been able to be like, hey, this is what your life's going to be like sort of thing. So what is news like that? Do, like, are you in the doctor's office alone and someone's telling you that? Or do you have like some support there or what? Like, because I, I imagine that that day, that week is just very not pleasant. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, to be honest. I just kind of like put it to the side because I mean, the one thing is that I have not had symptoms for most uh, like I knew there was a problem with my liver only not because I was like I had a symptom and had to go to the doctor to figure it out. It was because like I was going to get some sort of medication and mm. the medication requires you to have a liver test and my liver enzymes were high. And then that just set us off on this fucking investigation of why that could be uh, and <laughs> and tests and tests and tests because again, it's a very rare disease. So they probably start with the common shit. <laughs> and work their way down mm -hmm. uh but yeah once uh once it was actually uh figured out fully um yeah that was just uh you know i i got it from the doctor and, uh, and then i i went home and uh told ellie that was a thing and then i think maybe it took a little a little while but then i eventually told my parents uh and then basically over time i've just told more and more people mm-hmm when you have a disease that is rare like that statistically do the doctors ask you for permission of like hey can we like study you because uh, are, are you like a data point now for this i don't think i don't think it's that rare i think it it's rare but i don't okay. think it's like yeah. so rare that they don't have like they don't already have people for mm -hmm. for that um it's it, it's it's the it's the kind of rare where it doesn't get a whole lot of research because it's not going to be generating a whole Profitable. lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's not, Fucking the customer capitalism. base is very limited. So, <laughs> uh, oof, oof, buddy. Um, yeah, I, I remember. I remember you, uh, you. You shared the colonoscopy story on the podcast, but like just at a very surface level about it being funny, right? And now people. Um, <laughs> I remember because uh, I, I have a friend listening to the podcast and he he read your um he read the, the the blog and he just sent me a message on Discord. He said, "Oh, that's why Austin had a colonoscopy." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." There's been a number of people who like had definitely they definitely put together the dots because like uh -huh. I've talked about. I mean, I think I talked about the fact that I got a, a liver uh, mm -hmm. biopsy. Which is, uh, you know, if somebody Googles that, that's a pretty, like, it's that's a relatively not, uh, yeah. invasive and that's serious thing to do. It's not normal. So, uh, yeah, combined with the colonoscopy and stuff, there were definitely people who knew that I was, I was having some sort of medical issues. Um, mm -hmm. But, 
Yeah, so I posted that. It uh, it got uh, a lot of feedback, but uh, the only really feedback that I actually cared about um, was uh, was was those four or five people that like because I actually had somebody who reached out to me who has uh, some disabilities, and they asked me like basically they asked me why I posted that, uh-huh. uh, why I posted my blog thing, and I told kind of told them that it was for. Um, I mean, it, it was for, like I talked about in the blog, which was for my own mental health, but it was also to, like, help other people with that sort of thing. Um, and they asked, well, did it work? And I was like, yeah, it did. Uh, it actually worked better than I expected. I expected, like, maybe one or two people. So, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. You know uh, what? I didn't expect all the people who, like, feel, it feels like bad AI wrote articles based on your blog post because I was getting, yeah. I was getting served stuff in, in my Google feed. Um, like, like on my pixel when I open Chrome and it's giving me, like, news slides to, to click on. Um, and it's like, Cap's gonna quit casting because he can't stop <laughs> shitting himself. Those were the times. It was, it, was, it was more like Cap with chronic disease yeah. considers retirement. And I'm like, well, I read the thing, and this is this is like a, this is like a mildly to moderately disingenuous headline. But it was really funny to me that I'm like waking up in bed scrolling that, and I'm like, is Austin gonna retire? No, no, I know about the what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say it's entirely disingenuous because I really went out of my way with the, the two paragraph TLDR of like, yeah, I did consider retirement. Like the only time I talked about potentially retiring was in the same sentence of saying, but I'm not going to. Uh huh. <laughs> so, so yeah, I would say it's pretty disingenuous. But you know, like honestly, I'm, I'm used to it at this point. Uh, these articles are honestly there's. It's kind of- I don't want to. I don't want to be too insulting, but they're not written by actual reporters. They're written by people who are just picking up what is popular on like Reddit or something like that, and just shoving it into an article as quick as possible to get clicks. Because that's kind of what a lot of online media is about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're not actually doing any research or anything like that. And and, and hey. In terms of doing their job, it worked because it got served to me. So, you know, <laughs> say what you will about it, but, but it got shoved in my face. Um, man. Yeah, you know what got shoved in my face from that thing? What? I mean, uh, li- listen, I, I'm not going to focus on the positive things because, like, honestly, they're super nice and they were very flattering. And I, I in some ways, I did expect these sort of things to be happening. Uh, A lot of I'm going to talk about the negative things because it's more interesting. Okay. And, yeah. and funnier. This honestly. is a comedy so, show. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody take this as me like complaining about the, the community's reactions, but my God, you know how much, how many people were pushing the fucking, um, the, the not, I keep wanting to say predator diet, uh, carnivore diet. You know how many people were pushing all kinds of shit on me about like, here's how to fix your illness. Like, like, like 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 they just knew about my disease more than i did or my doctors do oh my god have dude, you considered being vegan though like come on dude like it'll you know it's probably yeah it's i probably really got like exact opposite uh suggestions of like cutting out all meat and only consuming meat in like <laughs> the same dms at the same time you know uh i actually had i won't i won't dox him but i did have a certain pro 
actually dm me the same advice of like hey you should check out the carnivore diet and i'm just like motherfucker i know you listen to the jordan peterson podcast stop this <laughs> <laughs> like like you know and the thing is is that like this is it's it's a the carnivore diet is like simultaneously it what reason why it's so big it's a fad diet that simultaneously works in with your political beliefs and mm. identity you know, like uh, vegetarian equal liberal, me meat eater, uh, Republican, you know, like so it the people really, you know, like believe in this sort of thing, like more hardcore than I would say normal uh, diet fads. And uh, they really push that sort of thing. And the, the thing about it is, is that there is a diet for ulcerative colitis out there. Mm -hmm. It's called the Mediterranean diet. It's it's very healthy, uh, you know, like a bunch of fish. Uh, you you want to be able to have uh, you know fermented foods and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> that's out there. That that is the suggest. Do you think a single person DM'd me? Hey, have you tried the Mediterranean diet? No, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, because it's not sexy. But like, hey, have you tried only eating red meat for the rest of your life? We have no scientific long term scientific research on what that would possibly do to the human body eating that much fucking protein nonstop and having no fiber all the time. But like, you should try it, bro. Hey man, this might be really, really good for your butt, but disclaimer, you might have a heart attack in five years from only yeah. eating beef. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, like I, I am not a nutritionist or dietitian or whatever the actual science. Uh, I know there, there are two different ones. And one's actually, you have to be, you have to actually know your shit. And the other one's just a, a weird fake term. But uh I, you know, so I'm not saying that those, those things can't be helpful. I'm just saying that I know. Okay. But I also know that, that I'm being told by people who know less shit than mm -hmm, me mm -hmm, what mm -hmm, I should mm -hmm. be doing. There was one, there was another one who suggested that I should check out some, uh, there is a form of Indian, um, uh what's the not pseudoscience but like the not it's not the mainstream healthcare but it's the like know. um holistic mm. medicine yeah yeah something like that uh and somebody suggested something like that and a very quick google search and again i'm i am not saying that that the <laughs> lifestyle and like some of the things the the diet and stuff i'm not saying that they wouldn't be helpful uh -huh. but a quick Reddit research uh, or Google research found that like, oh, yeah, there's like, the, you know, like uh, some of these places ingest like mercury and stuff like that. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What is this person suggesting to me? They're like, yeah, you should go to India and actually get like the legit stuff. And, and I'm just like, are you trying to kill me, motherfucker? Like, what the fuck? Nobody's nobody is ever suggesting like in a, in a light way either of like. Hey, I know this may sound a little bit off, but like there is, uh, you know, there's been some uh, long research in like some of these other herbs and stuff like that can help mm -hmm. with the guts and like it'd be worth looking into. They're like, no, you should go to India and all in your life for this thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, I never asked. I never asked you for your assistance. Stop this. Yeah, I don't. I generally speaking, almost always, do not want medical advice from anybody who's not a doctor. <laughs> and yeah. and and I think that like no. That being said, 
don't give it either. <laughs> I actually did get a lot of people. Uh, I, I got a, a fair number of people who actually had legit uh, medical advice. Uh, mm. I actually had a couple of, well, they said they're a doctor, so obviously I'd, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> trusting anybody. Did on you ask for their certificate? Sort of yeah. Thing, but they, they at least claimed that they were doctors uh, and like, hey, I, you know, I've, I've seen some research into this Medicaid. Like I had some some people suggest medications or uh, or certain uh, things that uh, were definitely are definitely worth looking into um, just because, again, it's a chronic disease and it's rare. So it means there's not a lot of research into it. So it's very possible that there are solutions out there that I or even my doctor don't know. Uh, and I'm definitely down to do research on these sort of things. But like those people who did that were all, always very reasonable. Like, hey, I know this sound. This may sound a little like weird or something like that. Like they understood the yeah. gravity of offering medical advice to somebody else. But then like the most gung ho people were just like, bro, you've got to hold it right now. Hey, so I understand that I am in a Reddit thread, but I'm actually a doctor. <laughs> and <laughs> there was like, um, there was like a nuanced conversation in the Reddit comments about like medications that like you and other people have like tried that worked and didn't work. And I'm like, this, it, it felt, um, it felt really wholesome to me reading it as like an observer. I'm like, well, well this is this is like really yeah. cool. <laughs> it, 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 felt, it felt cool, uh, just because there are people who were who were who were sharing their real experiences. Uh, like, I, I think there was more of that with 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 the UC, obviously, because uh, there's more people who are like, dude, I also got the poopy problems. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I I almost immediately um, like just ignored anybody who just only talked to me about the ulcerative colitis because I. Uh, I strongly believe that my two diseases are correlated and I think the science backs that up. Um, so anybody who was just like, I have, this is what helped me, uh, when it came to just the illustrative colitis, I was like, okay, but like, that, <laughs> there's definitely no way that, that, uh, that will mm -hmm. absolutely apply to me. Um, but yeah, I think most people with chronic diseases, um, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease are like two of them that, that I know the best, but I imagine people who have similar chronic diseases that go through flare-ups have similar conversations um, if they're a part of a community. Like I follow a couple of subreddits that are about ulcerative colitis and PSC mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's definitely, that is a constant conversation because like some medicine helps some people better than others. So, and people just share in like their experiences, both the, the goods and the bads of like certain medication. It becomes a, a bonding point with people. They're like, oh shit, you take that medication too? Well, we're bros. You know? <laughs> Dude, we it's can go to the like CVS that. together. Yeah, <laughs> we can share pills. <laughs> did you, <laughs> yeah. um, did you have to change your diet? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I have tried to change my diet. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely trying to do more Mediterranean, uh, fortunately because of, uh, Ellie, I, I, I was already, uh, had, I had already cut out red meat. Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that there, there are different triggers for different people and it, it it's. I mean, it's probably just because it's not understood exactly what is causing um, these issues that makes it so that some medication helps with some uh, some people and not others. And same thing goes with foods and triggers. 
uh, in that regard. So red meat, I don't think is a trigger for me, but I had already cut down on red meat, uh-huh. uh, which is a, a pretty common suggestion for ulcerative colitis. Um, I'm trying to eat more fish for sure. Uh, I'm trying to eat all of like the gut healthy stuff, um, like uh, ke- kefir and uh, you know, like all those like yogurts and milks and stuff that are mm-hmm. supposed to be uh, good for. Because most likely it's some sort of imbalance in the gut of like just not having the right bacteria and stuff like that. So that is supposed to help quite a bit. So I have tried to do that. Obviously, traveling isn't the best. I was going to say, yeah, like you're gone Um, for weeks and months at a time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that part is probably the worst. I mean, I just just ate a pizza. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Uh, I'm sure pizza is probably not on the approved ulcerative colitis list, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's what I had. I've cut out the biggest thing I've cut out is spicy food. Uh, spicy food is definitely a trigger for me as well as carbonated drinks, uh, are two of like the bigger triggers. So I have cut out those for the most part. And you also, my assumption is that you can't drink alcohol. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, that's been a long time. I basically have been advised by my doctors not to drink alcohol for, I don't know, like seven years or something. But I know, like the, the time it started where they noticed my liver enzymes were high was the first time they're like, yeah, you need to cut out alcohol. We don't know what's going wrong with your liver, but like you should cut out alcohol. <laughs> and boy, so many doctors, just side note, but so many doctors are like, so are you sure you don't drink anything? Like, like, yes, motherfucker, I do not drink alcohol. Like, it, it has never been me, but they're always like, well, it's just very unusual for someone of your age to have very high liver enzymes like this and have fatty liver unless uh, unless they drink a lot. Like, I, I am not hiding uh, an alcohol addiction. Please stop it. Yeah, I, I think that you and me have probably been around the opportunity to drink a, a dozen times at least. Um, and, and, I, and I've seen like you take a nip of someone else's drink and I'm like, man, he consumes so much less calories. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, I get I get the I, I still drink a lot of calories because I love juices and stuff. So, mm. you know, that's fair. Um yeah, well, I, I think I think that uh, the, the whole experience again was like was like really wholesome, and and I, and I'm glad that that you feel um, some some happiness from it, and I think that other people really took to it, and either people who had the like your specific disease or other chronic illnesses, uh, it, it was really cool to just have a moment of like uh, the uh, our, our our English speaking Dota community be like, oh hey look here's a thing I can talk about it I relate and 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 it's stuff like that that takes common interests that we all share like Dota and then makes it feel you know more communal more familial because they're there we all have lives outside of Dota and and sometimes peeping into those and, and sharing the good and the bad is 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 pleasant I mean we do some amount of that on the podcast or some amount of that just publicly on Reddit and it's uh I I, I it, it was cool to see people take the positives away from it you know what's uh what's funny is that I I had a lot of uh a lot of talent and players uh, reach out to me and be like, hey, I saw your thing. That was really cool. I uh, hope you're doing well. You know, all very nice messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> the, the funny thing is not a not a single one of them was from any of the people I'm working with here. 
<laughs> because I I, uh, I talked about this. Uh, Avo, Avo, Avery, and I went out to to dinner the other night, and uh, <laughs> and like I was the one to like bring it up, and like it, uh, we were talking about ESL one Malaysia or something like that. And I just remember I said no, Avo, because I was afraid of shitting myself, and so the topic started there, and I was like. I was like, yeah, nobody, nobody said anything, and I, and I uh, like everybody has said anything, everything to me online, but nobody here has said anything to me, not even a mention. And I think it's because nobody wants to look me in the eyes and say, "Hey, I, I saw that, uh, I read that thing you wrote about shitting yourself." <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to look somebody else in the eyes and and be like, "Yeah, I know you shit yourself." <laughs> it feels very awkward. So I, I'm not blaming anybody for not saying anything. I just thought it was uh, pretty funny pretty funny point there was like a very clear like difference in like what people were saying online and what people said <laughs> in person <laughs> well shit austin and i want to note that, that pun is intentional we did say it was going to be the the poop and pee show and there's probably <laughs> there, there's probably upwards of like i don't know a handful of people who are like but you didn't talk about the chinese dpc or what about south america eg's winning their games and there's no broadcast I guess that's what the audience does. But um, we got time next week. Also, if you heard Cap roboting a little bit at the end of the story, I think we got to wrap up the podcast because uh, my internet latency, uh, I just checked it. My my ping is 5,663. So I'm going to call AT&T. You have to go boxing, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and do a show tomorrow but 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 we'll be back um, hopefully with a better connection hopefully with a little bit more Dota talk I say hopefully that's like totally our choice so fuck you um, <laughs> but but I, I think that's it but I, I think that's a wrap on the poop and pee show good, good job with the poop and pee yeah I want everybody to know that uh, especially the C fans listening people told me the Malaysian internet is bad, but it's actually the internet in California that is causing the end of the show, not Malaysia. So I'm going to move to Kuala Lumpur. That's it. <laughs>